Shoecast. Today we're joined by Shoe CBO Chris and the director of the Northern Affinity Michael Edwards and we're going to be talking about old business community and networking during the pandemic. So Michael would you like to introduce yourself first? Yeah of course yes yeah. so, uh, as you said Ma Michael Edwards I'm director of Northern Affinity um, Been been running the Northern Affinity for a couple of years now um, and yeah we, we've we're in a great position. It's been an interesting year, 12 months, as it is for most people, but um, you know, it's been generally really positive. So um, happy to be here and looking forward to chatting today. Can you tell us a little bit more about what Northern Affinity is for those that don't know? Of course I can, yeah. So Northern Affinity is it's a collaboration of Northern-based Northern businesses. Um, the, the idea behind what we do is, is to bring people together, well, I guess for collaborative reasons, really, many people know when you run a business there's so many challenges so many things you need to do so many skills that quite frankly you don't have internally so you need that that support and people around you so what we've tried to create is an environment to to facilitate that and to facilitate people connecting with each other to get them to potentially work together um but kind of second and that's kind of a lot of the so we say the internal work that we do, you know, the, the events or, or the, the platforms that we use, but also the second element of what we do is a big kind of, again, creating a platform for the people in the group to put them in front of their potential audience, because with the best will in the world, there's always going to be more people that's not in the Northern Affinity than it's in the Northern Affinity. So like, like everyone that, you know, people want to be seen by their potential customers. So whether it's, social media, um, whether it's um, live videos, whether it's podcasts, um, amongst other things, we're looking at ways how we can work with our partners to, to put them in front of the right people. Um, you know, we started off very much predominantly West Yorkshire based from, from our base here with, with a few few other people dotted around various areas. Um, but very recently we've now, we've now launched areas in South Yorkshire and Greater Manchester um with, with quite a few more to come um, and obviously as as the name indicates the northern affinity the idea is to, to have somewhere across the whole of the north of england um now where is defined as the north of england that's another question uh, i have a rough idea with a marker pen and a map but um yeah so we'll, we'll see how that one goes but um i think predominantly most people know where most of the north of england is defined as so the the idea is we, we pull these people together and, and not to and probably it's important to say even though we talk about geographical areas as in a new South Yorkshire area. We don't restrict people as in, we don't, we don't want people to just to be South Yorkshire people just to be talking to South Yorkshire people and, and so on and so forth. It's it's about bringing them together from all areas. Um, Cause that I guess is the ultimate aim of what we do is, is, is powering Northern businesses and enabling them to grow. And they only do that by talking and connecting with each other. Um, does that, that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, perfect. I was going to say that leads quite nicely on now. I was going to move into Chew's relationship with Northern Affinity and kind of Northern business. It's a nice, nice segue. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's perfect. So, yeah, we, we have known Michael for a few years now and it, we were first, I think we met one of the gyms locally and we, we thrashed out the idea back in, back over, I think it was over a baguette, I think. I think I owe you lunch, actually, I think, from Barayley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next one's on me. Um, so, Mike, Mike, are you Mike or Michael? I always call you Mike. 
Either Mike, when people when are just talking to me, Michael when I'm in trouble. So either okay. either one, either one yeah. will do. Hopefully, Mike for today. <laughs> just check, just clarifying. I'm same. I'm Christopher, and I'm naughty, and Chris, amongst others. <laughs> cool. So yeah, I'll stick with Mike next. That's what I know you as. Um, yeah. So, so we we met a couple of years ago now, and I've known. Mike and, and and he spoke at a couple of our events and we've been involved in networking and, and all that kind of stuff in the business world for a number of years now. And the idea we, we were talking around what the future was for Mike and, and the business and then it, it tabled the idea of Northern Affinity. What is a fantastic idea because I think that's why we've gotten so well. The synergies across what we're doing and what these guys are doing is it's about the collaboration. It's about the connecting. It's about helping others genuinely. I know a lot of businesses talk a good game when it comes to that. Um, but actually putting putting the um, rolling the sleeves up actually doing it is two different things. Um, so yeah, that's where we, we started the conversation. We joined back at the beginning and yeah, been a been a big supporter and been a big boss since. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it has been trickier with getting to the real life events because obviously COVID. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting back out there and, and seeing Mike and the team over there more in real life for the future. Yeah, I think Chris makes a great point though. Obviously, he used the word collaboration like I did, is that one of the great things about when you are a business that you focus on collaboration, you can literally do anything with anybody. There's all sorts, there's always opportunities. There's nothing that can isn't off the table. So you can, anything can happen. And it's amazing where these things go. And I'm sure Chris will agree mm. with that, that you never know where a relationship business-wise what was going to go. And it's it's really exciting to see that. And there's, there's people now who I'm doing various things with that I met five years ago and it's kind of not nothing really happened for a number of years. And we just kept in contact and then, it's kind of something's happened and it sparked it. And that's a really exciting thing about if you've got that mindset, that kind of collaborative mindset of working together with people. Like I said, it doesn't doesn't have to happen instantly at that moment, but it, it could be any time. It could be in five years' time, who knows? Um, but I think it just gives you so many different opportunities to work with people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's where, where what you're doing, what we're doing really, really works hand in hand is that, You've got the long-term vision. You've got that. It's not about the quick wins. It's not about you know doing that quick piece of business. It's about the long-term mentality within the the, the mindset. It's, and I think there's definitely been two types of businesses and people and leaders over the last twelve months or so during COVID. And you've got those that have stuck their head in the sand and hope it go away, hope to go you know that kind of mentality, or without speaking out term people like me and Mike and the, the, a few others not a few others more than a few there are plenty of others out there who've really embraced the challenge the opportunity to, to change to the digital world you know this Zoom is now a natural thing I think everyone's on Zoom even the non-digital native and now they've embraced they've had to embrace the change if they haven't adapted you know they've gone the way of the dinosaur I suppose um, or they're going that way but the ones that have really embraced the change and the ones that are now thriving coming out as we start to ease out of lockdown um, the phone's never been busier from at least in the last couple of weeks as people start to prepare for you know restaurants opening and that kind of stuff as well I don't know have you found that Mike as well in your conversations yeah absolutely I think I think you're quite right there Chris I think there's a I think fortunately a lot of people I guess it's one of the benefits of what I do in Northern Affinity the people I work with they are generally they are the type of people who embrace the challenge and have kind of taken on whatever it has been um so kind of get look kind of lucky in that way to, to be working with those people on a day-to-day basis but i think what you're saying there about how things have just really picked up for a lot of people you know that's the same story i'm hearing across the board generally over the last 
weeks and months actually is that the people are you know quite positive now i get that for you know certain industries the last 12 months has been well impossible let's face it you know if you're if you're a retailer in hospitality and leisure and tourism that type of thing there's very little you could have done if we'd be honest in most cases um but for everybody else in other types of businesses yes you've been impacted where whether that's working from home or you can't go and meet customers and all that kind of stuff but there's ways around it there has ways around it and and i think it'd be kind of what chris was saying that'd be really interesting to see how when things do return to in inverted commas normal how, how it plays out because is there going to be the people who go back to just being how it was 18 months ago or are there going to be the people who look at it and say okay well you know some of what we used to do 18 months ago was was better than we've had in the last 12 months but some of what we've done in the last 12 months is also better so how do we combine those two things to make how we do things even better as we go forward now i see a lot of people talking about you know, not using Zoom when they, when things open up and things like that. Well, that's okay, but you got to remember there's to have a meeting or to have at least an event. There's got to be two people involved, and just because you don't want to doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't. Um, it might be more convenient for them. It might be better for them. They might want to do that. So if you're not considering them, it could it could be a struggle for the next few years. So I think getting that balance, and I don't think anyone quite knows where that balance will fall yet, um, but. I think it'd be important for people to embrace it. And, and I think the people who have embraced it in the last 12 months will embrace the, the middle ground, shall we say, that I, I personally expecting us to, to uh, experience as, as we come out of this. Yeah, I think that, that productivity is going to be key. Uh, speaking as a business owner, you want to know where time is spent in the business. And if you know, you, you're the same as I, you, we do a lot of networking and pre, pre-COVID, it was the norm. You know, we mentioned earlier, we met in the gym, had a, had a lunch, but discuss some ideas. I had to drive there. You had to drive there. We had lunch, nice time, and then drive back. That was maybe three hours. Whereas something like Zoom, that whole interaction could have been done in half an hour, 45 minutes. So from a productivity perspective, I think Zoom, Teams, whatever platform you want to use will, will stay to an extent. However, you can see the other side because I'm also a social creature and I like, it was nice to have a sandwich and a bite and, a, you know, having a bit of a chat and talk, talking about life. So I do miss that and I hope that comes back. Um, I think from a pitching perspective as well, from getting new business, it's going to be easier in person. It always has been because you can, people buy from people. It's not about, necessarily anyway about commoditizing of a service um i think it's about people want rapport they want to know who they're doing business with they want to know who they are they want to like them and want to trust them um and i think you can only really get a sense of somebody when you sat across the table with them you know you can pick up on non-verbal cues really hard to do over zoom yeah. um i don't know just ranting here i don't know what do you think no, no i mean I, i'm with you on this chris i think yeah, I, Obviously, everybody will be different. Every business is different. Everywhere it just depends what you do. But that kind of the general the way I things will go. That you, you know, say that you get a new potential customer, you might have a discovery call using video, like kind of half an hour introductory, trying to get to feel of each other. If you work out, then you, yeah, there's something here that we might be able to work together. Probably then arrange some sort of face to face meeting. That'll happen as we've just discussed on, and maybe how it used always used to be. But then you know, then you start working with them. And rather than every time you go and have a catch-up call with them, rather than, again, the experience Chris said, get in your car and spend three hours, jump on Zoom and have that catch-up. But that might be, say, a month of catch-up. And then every three or six months, meet face-to-face. I know that's a very general point and a very basic example, but that's the way I kind of see 
generally speaking it going and there'll be obviously varieties of that but I do think that that's how things will will play out and I, I think the whole kind of touched on the right the start the networking world will be exactly the same as well it'll be that kind of hybrid world of purely face-to-face -face events purely net um online events and also the hybrid events as well so the, there'll be three types and, uh, and I think that's the world we're going into and it, I think it'd be better actually personally that's definitely definitely another word there hybrid blended those words are getting bandied around quite a lot um, at the moment in the business world. And I definitely see that being a short term, definitely until it finds an equilibrium um, across what people prefer. I think it would be, it'd be nice to have a choice, I think. And Mike said it nicely when when you are setting up the meetings, we were, well, do you want a Zoom phone call? I've had more phone calls in the last two weeks than I've had in the last 12 months because people are fed up of Zoom. Um, you know, is that another sign? I have no idea, but... You know, there's different ways of communication is probably what we're taking from this is we're going to find a way of communicating with whether it's a client, prospect, member of staff, whatever it is, or whoever you're speaking to or with, you're going to have to find, and it'd be, what's the word I'm looking for, is being able to adapt to the communication style of the person you want to work work or communicate with. Um, yeah. isn't, it, isn't it nice that we're going to potentially have a world where everyone's, you mentioned said choice there and flexibility, that is Surely that's what everyone wants, basically. It's the same with the argument about remote working or working from an office, isn't it? Probably very few people want to work in an office five days a week. Very few people want to work from home five days a week. They probably want something in the middle of that yeah. because it, it adds variety, it adds choice. It, you know, you can build it around other things in your life, whether it's the kids' school, playing sport, whatever it might be you want to do in your life. You can build all that around it and be, make it convenient and I think that's what we we all crave in all facets of his life and and that's why the the last 12 months has not been a great example of remote working because it's pretty much been 100% home working and that that's not a true remote working true remote working is choice and I think it's the same with everything we'll do as we move forward is having that that option and that's that's all we want isn't it flexibility and choice yeah. yeah, I suppose. Oh, sorry, Chris. Sorry, Karen, I was just asking a question, but love to oh, you. Go for it, go for it. No, just obviously, I know Mike, Mike quite personally as well, just thinking about the, the, the angle with, with balancing the homework, like balance um, with, with the young child and obviously the wife and baby, both business people. How has the last 12 months worked from that respect, I suppose? Well, when we had the homeschooling, that's a, probably a different... Um, <laughs> that's why I was asking, I was queuing you up there for that one. <laughs> um, I think anyone who's experienced the homeschooling, I mean, that was a real challenge. Hopefully that's, you know, the, the last time we're going to have that. Um, that was the really challenging element of what we did um, over the last 12 months from a... Like I said, being an example of us with you know, two of us running our own business and a child, so there's you know, neither of us on furlough. You can't take it easy because you're running your own business it's, it's got it's pretty much full throttle all the time so it was demanding it was quite often 5am starts and 10pm finishes with a lot of homeschooling in the middle of that it's, it's long days and it was six seven days a week uh, during that period sometimes um but generally speaking um the whole flexibility thing is is much better i mean i i, I i've done it since my little boy was well a baby and now at school i would I would do the school run at least two days a week. Me and my wife share that. So I, you know, some days I finish at three um, and start a bit later, but there's other days I'll finish at seven at night. And, and I guess one of the benefits of running your own business is you have that flexibility. I, you know, I can do 
two hours on an evening because I is my choice and no one else is answerable to that and um and that's nice and hopefully again I hope one of the consequences of the last 12 months is that not not every job can do that obviously you know you work in a shop or you work in a pub you can't choose and pick and choose your hours you've got to be there at a certain time but the kind of I guess the generic person who works in an office with a phone and a laptop there's kind of no reason for what you can't be more flexible with your time and because kind of hopefully we move past this pretense that none of us have lives outside work and we've all got stuff we want to do and like I said it can be it can be to do with the kids it might be the family it might be you like going to the gym at lunchtime I, I don't know whatever it is it doesn't matter but we can we can all be still productive and work around that and I hope that that is no longer the exclusive to people who run their own business but as we move forward to to most people anyway um, hopefully that's one of the big positive changes yeah, I'd agree with all, all of that. What impact do you think COVID's had on the business community as a whole? Do you think it's made it stronger or do you think it's developed weaknesses or was there weaknesses that have then got over? Does that make sense? It does, no, it's, it's a really good question. Um, so my experience and well, I, just definitely within Northern Affinity, I think when, when COVID hit last, last March, what it did is it I highlighted to a lot of people the benefit of a strong network around you because it became so important. Now, I would argue it's always been just as important, actually. It's never not been important, but it, it really highlighted it to have those people around you. And I, I felt that from, you know, just on a personal level, really, having all these people around me who were wanted to do stuff, wanted to keep going while I, you know, everyone else was in panic mode and just kind of trying to do as essentially quite normal stuff and get together and have meetings and stuff like that really, really helped on, like I said, on a personal level more than anything else. And I actually do think that kind of generally businesses and business community, the last 12 months, and kind of Chris touched on it earlier, that they've had to adapt, they've had to change, they've had to think maybe more about the way they're doing and just kind of not coast and kind of do things because they've always done it and I'm a big believer that a lot will come out a lot stronger than they were before because of this you know at the moment like let's say financially they might be worse off or they might be just the same as they were but if they've if they've sat back and had a little think and looked at their business how they do things their strategy all that kind of stuff that I know for a fact a lot of people have done in the last 12 months that's only going to be positive as things move forward um, and again, in inverted commas, normality resumes. Oh. If, you've, if you've spent that time doing that, making your business more robust and um, stronger, that, that's only a good thing. And and I guess, do you know what? It might be a big mindset thing where a lot of people might think, well, if I can get through COVID, I can get through anything. And, you know, I, we all know there's all sorts of scary stats about how many businesses go out, you know, businesses don't survive it two years and five years and all that kind of stuff. Maybe that's because people sometimes give up on it a bit earlier than they needed to, um, just because there is that option going back. But actually this this um, change of what's happened in the last year might encourage people to keep going longer. And it's not possible for everyone, that goes without saying, but it might just add that benefit of actually I can keep doing it because if I could do it during 2020 and 2021, then every other year should be a breeze in comparison, really. Um, I don't know what your experience, Chris, is of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the majority of businesses I've been talk talking to in the last 12 months, 
we were at a conference last year and a lot of people who just got involved and we're, we're open to learning. I think those those people have been open to learning, embracing the change have been the ones that have, that have you know, put, really put themselves out of the comfort zone, but in a positive way. They've, they've, like Mike said there, they've put their business plan into place. They've thought about that work-life balance, which is often overlooked as a business owner. You're often working 78-hour weeks and you're just that focused on, you know, getting the money in, doing this project, delivering for the client, looking after the client, doing everything in the business, particularly as a small business, that you don't often take time out. And I think it's definitely put a lot of perspective in the last 12 months for people's priorities in life. Things like vision boards, things like, you know, hobbies, interests, family. I think that's been a massive, massive eye-opener for a lot of people um, in a positive way. And I think a lot more people and more business people I've been speaking to have got a clear sense of purpose now and they know right great COVID sucks it sucked for everyone we've all had to change let's let's put the positives in there and look at you know 22 23 24 10 years time 20 years time we can get for anything and you know it's nothing we can't achieve we, we know where we want to go for Mike, he might be spending more time with, with his family. For me, it's getting out, getting exercising, getting rid of the, the good old lockdown pies. Um, it's that kind of stuff. Just keeping, you know, putting balance around what you're trying to achieve. I think that's that for me. The word balance keeps coming back in my head. So finding balance in your life. I'm gonna throw it to Fran quickly, just because I feel I've like I feel like every time I've seen Fran go going up, asked a question, I feel like I've been. <laughs> oh. <thinking. laughs> Yeah, um, so we've spoken a lot about Zoom and networking through Zoom. Is there any other sort of platforms or different ways that you've found being helpful to network during the pandemic? Um, interesting, yeah, good point, Isaac. So I've, yeah, predominantly use Zoom for, for what we've done. I, I, me personally, I just think it's the simplest. That's pretty much the reason I used it. Um, it does have its limitations on bigger events, as, as we've um we had a couple of our launch events recently and we found that it works fine on the front end, but it's quite manual in terms of the back end work that needs to be done, um, which is okay as a one-off now and again event. But, you know, as, as we go forward and we start using this technology more and more, I still believe it will be used a lot is there is other options out there. And strangely enough, um, later today, I'm, I'm, it's, I think we have a third conversation with a guy who um, they provide a hybrid platform so this is kind of i touched on it earlier this is where i think things are going um where we can basically have events and meetings where there'll be some people in rooms and some people online um and can do that and so um we're just in the stages of implementing that at the moment um it's, it's like i said it's a lot more complex than a zoom because there's a lot of i guess the difference for zoom is you can turn up everyone connects and you just go and then there's during the actual event, there's quite a lot of stuff going on in the background. So it's kind of on those hour or hour and a half, what it is, it's quite labor intensive. Whereas these other platforms, the idea behind them, I guess a little bit like when you have a face-to-face -face event, the work's all done in advance. So you get it all set up, you all put it in place. And then in theory, as you run the event, it should be relatively um, smooth. Um, so that's kind of what we're looking at at the moment. Um, because like I said, I, I do think there's this hybrid world that, because and we've touched on it as well, this kind of idea that we sit for the car for two hours for an hour meeting there and back. Are people going to be doing, wanting to do that more and more? I mean, maybe in the summer to start with, I think people will just be piling out and going to everything and anything. But when, when everything settles down, probably in the autumn time, you know, assuming all things keep improving, 
I think people will reevaluate that and, and think, well, maybe I don't want to spend all this time out and about. I, I want to pick and choose. So giving people the option, um, I think is absolutely going to be the key as you move forward. Um, you, having events where the face-to-face and people can't make it for every reason, don't have any uh, interaction with it or can't view it, I think is probably going to be on it. People are not going to expect that anymore. They're going to, they're going to want to be, have that option. So um, it's definitely a route that I'm looking to go down. Um, so like I said, we mainly use Zoom at the moment. Um, the only other thing we, we use, um, we do a lot of live videos as well on, on social channels. Um, so we use something called StreamYard for that. It basically allows you to do one recording and goes out to LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and YouTube all at the same time. So um, so that for me, that's been the main two things we've used. Yeah, just just supposed to add to that. When, one of the things, LinkedIn's been a, been a no-brainer for me over the last 12 months, um, particularly from a, with my business development head on there. You've got an easy, never been an easier time to get hold of a decision maker because the, they are back in the business. They are you know, trying to keep the wheels on the on the bus type thing. So it's been so much easier to pick up real conversations with actual you know, decision makers. Not necessarily selling directly to them because they might not be in a position, but to at least have a conversation, keep connected and see if there's any opportunity to help them. You know, can you put on a free webinar? Can you, you know, send them a guide? Can you you know, connect them to somebody else in your network. And I know Mike's, Mike's big on that as well. It's not necessarily about doing business with the person opposite you. It's, well, who, who do they know and who do you know that you can introduce them to? So LinkedIn's been a, been a no-brainer for that. Made so many introductions and helped people along the way um, in the last 12 months. And the one that I'm just starting to dabble around with, I suppose, just to throw out there, Clubhouse. I don't know if you've had a dabble with that, Mike, yet. I don't know. But that so, yeah. audio. Yeah, so I got on board with that quite the early stages when it was on um i'm not convinced by it um just it's a, it's a person i know a lot of people really like it my 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 thing my reluctance with it is that our lives of in all in personal and business has essentially become on demand doesn't it you know when, when you look at what we watch at home probably most of us it's netflix amazon iplayer stuff like that we've got podcasts we use social media as well for our news outlets all of them are based on the kind of an on-demand model. So we access them when we want them to. Now, the problem with, I found with Clubhouse is that you had to be there present at a certain time to be involved. Um, so I'm, I'm not convinced that, okay, this has worked quite well when a lot of people have been at home, a lot of people have been able to access it. What is going to happen when all of a sudden we're all out and about again a bit more now? I, I, I'm not saying it won't work. I'm just not 100% convinced it will. Um, now, I, I don't know if you're aware, LinkedIn apparently are building a very similar um, proposition within there. So that, that'll be interesting to see how that, that plays out and what and whether it is like... Because obviously Clubhouse On Demand essentially is a podcast, isn't it? Um, so, and I guess the idea of Clubhouse is more like a radio show, isn't it? It's that kind of thing. And that's just... I'm not convinced. I'm not saying it won't, but for me, that's that's my only reluctance with it. Yeah, <laughs> I know we got on. Exactly. I can't even say anything contrary. I 100% agree. For me, it's, I'm a visual person, tactile, visual. That's my style. Um, something like Clubhouse, where it's just audio, that doesn't entice me. Um, podcasts, no, not interested. But seeing something, this, you know, watching a video, this is much more interesting. Um, but just listening to something, I find really difficult as a 
as an engagement platform, and that's only from my experience, my my point of view. Um, but certainly as a concept, I think the concept of, of trying something innovative in terms of trying the, the audio, is it is it going to work? Is it or is it a novelty thing? Um, I think there's rumours that Facebook are doing something similar as well with with LinkedIn, similar kind of approach to try and build that audio element in the in there. Um, so I'll keep my eye open for that as well. I'm here. <laughs> it's interesting for me, Chris. I, I, I do like audio stuff. I, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts um, and I listen to a lot of audible audio books. Um, so when I'm, when I'm out running or on the bike, that's a lot of what I do. I'm listening to those two platforms. Um, so for me, I, I'm all up for an audio. Um, you know, I do enjoy it. Um, like I, I personally, I'm with, I struggle reading. I, get, I want to fall asleep as soon as I open a book and start reading. So for me, yeah. audio books are... Yeah. much better i love it. i spend hundreds of hours listening to audible i mean love it when i'm driving is a great great example to you to for that but yeah so that, but that is when i want to listen to it and it's the content i want whereas and it's obviously passive as well mm. that's the other thing with clubhouse isn't it the idea is it's it's not passive you are involved or try to get involved um so yeah we'll see i'm not i'm not sure um but obviously if all these other platforms are getting involved they obviously think it's a um, the way forward, don't they? But we'll see. Yeah, so interesting to see, particularly putting my Facebook advertising head on there. Could we see potentially Facebook ads without video, but just audio? I know you could technically do that at the moment, but just maybe, yeah, I don't know, I'm just thinking a bit laterally there. Do you, think, do you think they might do a separate platform, a bit like they do with the chat? Possibly, yeah. I, I mean, you've technically got the feature anyway, because you can leave like audio notes and messaging and stuff, so... Maybe they'll somehow integrate that with the messenger or WhatsApp or mm. not sure. Interesting to see. Yeah, of course, there's WhatsApp and obviously there's Instagram as well, and whether we build that in within there. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Trello. I was thinking about Trello, it's a slightly different way of keeping in touch with teams, with clients, with people. Um, just having a, a, a place where you can go and essentially brain dump or drop some ideas and you know, tag people in. Just a different way of communicating. Um, I think that's, that's definitely been a really good tool over, over the last two years, but more so in the last 12 months with things like remote working coming into play more and more, um, being able to keep track of projects and people's time and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I, I, I echo that. I mean, I use Asana, uh, but you know, it's, a very, it's a very similar platform, isn't it? Um, another one we've, we've discovered quite recently, actually, thinking about is uh, Pragoli, um, which is essentially it's like a virtual co-working platform. So the idea is that you, you've got like a, I guess a main room, which is sitting and you chat, you go in on a day and it's got like a chat option. So you, know, you could send instant messages type stuff. But then if you want to have a kind of a, just a quick chat with someone, video chat with them, you go into one of the rooms. So me and Chris could be on there and everyone else. And we, we, we're sending chat messages to each other. And we realize we just need a, we need a conversation here, jump into a room. Um, and then you have like, essentially like we are now on Zoom, um, use that. Is it like it's like an instant video thing that you'd have to so you'd have to arrange in advance you just do it mm -hmm. things so so with my guys in my team we, we have it so then for everyone you know catch ups during the day i'll just randomly say to them i'll just need to ask you to do this and like you know like you would in an office where you'd walk over to someone's desk and say you know well, what about this kind of use it a bit like as a replacement for that um just quickly jump onto a, a quick five minute video chat and come off it as well and you can have little meetings within there as well so um that's quite quite a new one. It's it's quite. A, I think it's a new product, and it's it has it, it has a little bit of bugs in there, and it's not it's not the slickest of 
in the moment, but it's, it's, I think as an idea, as a concept, I think as they build it, it's going to get even better. Um, yeah. I think there's definitely a place for him. Like I said, we've, we've used it. It's been good for us, actually. And what was that again, Mike? Sorry. It's called what was Pragley, it? which is P-R-A-G-L-I. I'll spell it as in Pragley, as in Prague. The place. No, 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 not as in the place in the Prague. Yeah, I, I want to go back to Prague. I love it in Prague, but you know, <laughs> why are we talk about that looks cool. You get the avatars and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. I'll check that one. I've made myself look about fifteen on my picture, so <laughs> that's a whole different conversation about. Um... <laughs> I've, got, I've got more hair, more hair, and not as many lines. It's good. Yeah, yeah that's the problem as you get older, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you for watching this episode of Shoecast. Um, you can watch our next episode in two weeks' time. Bye.